All right, we're back with another episode of Swag Tier. I'm Steven. And I'm Megan. And today, uh, I, I realized that I, I've talked about RPGs sometimes in the past before, but in the intervening time between Season 1 and Season 2, I have played more interesting RPGs. Both of these uh, I learned about during Gen Con this year. The first one I'll talk about is um, more, of a, more of a LARP. But not in the not in the sense that we go to the forest and then hit each other with foam swords. Um, Is that but... just a meme, or do people like <laughs> legit do that? I mean, I guess if it's a no. meme, it had to have started somewhere. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Pe- people really do this, um, and it becomes a whole weekend activity for them too. A whole weekend? Oh my god, <laughs> that's like a whole camping activity. Like, do they stay in the forest? Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, that sounds like the lake house waiting to happen. <laughs> Well, there's no locked door, so for better or for worse. Well, there could be. That could be part of the story. Why don't we make our own LARP, which is Megan and Steven go to the lake house and get locked the F out. <laughs> and, and the whole game is just, can you get in? And the, not, even not even having to get in, just like, can you survive in this wooded area for 48 hours? With all these spiders around us, too. Uh-huh. Oh, wait, are you suggesting that we do like a like like a Survivor Man kind of event? Oh God. Where I'm like suggesting... Caitlin drops both of us off and says, I'll be back here in forty eight hours if you are. Oh God, if you are? <laughs> um so I was suggesting the idea of it, not suggesting the actual like activity as in we go do this. <laughs> I um I mean, I think I would perish. Me too. Like, even if I just did nothing and didn't, like, try to, like, search for water or anything, I was just like, I'm going to just exist for 48 hours. I think I would still die. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure. I feel like I've got enough, like, fat stores saved up that I'd probably survive 48 (laughs) hours, but I'd be very cranky. (laughs) So Caitlin come back and then you you would kill her. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Not until after we, like, got some food. We have to get some Korean barbecue or some hot pot, and then, then like, whoosh, bye. <laughs> okay, so the the headline will read, um, like, uh, bedraggled. Wait, is bedraggled even a word? I don't know. <laughs> Who's writing this article? <laughs> um, Formerly dirty, hangry, tussled. dirty. Well, I'm assuming you're. <laughs> No offense. I'm assuming you're going to be dirty after 48 hours in the woods. I mean, let me tell you, um, Caitlin has had to impose a maximum number of no shower days on me um, because I don't shower unless like forced. Is this a consecutive, like a consecutive number of days? Yes. Um, so, like when they're when you hop out of the shower, they said she hits a stopwatch, and. Like, you, you have to take a shower before it, it hits zero. Yeah, more or less. <laughs> um, it's mostly a mental stopwatch. She definitely doesn't have a real one. But um, I think she's getting tired of me, basically. <laughs> <laughs> it gets really bad when I work from home multiple days in a row. And, like, I definitely don't shower on the weekends that I'm not going out because I don't, like, I don't leave my house. So I just mm-hmm. put on the same pajamas on, like, Friday night. And then... Yeah. Yeah. I get out of them on Monday morning. The end. Hey, I, 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 I know, I know where you're coming from. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. 
but what what's the number uh it is three days (laughs) (laughs) okay i think sometimes she lets me go four but then usually she's like you smell like a swamp um (laughs) please please take care of that and she's not talking about frisbee (laughs) well she could be too frisbee smells so it's like a con at my own house basically (laughs) yeah okay okay that's definitely one of my worries at these conventions too that i'm gonna be up against people that you know are hitting their own three-day limit where they've been at this convention for three days and they haven't showered because why would they take that time away from the convention right right yeah well to be uh to be fair i do shower at conventions so because i'm leaving the house i shower when i leave the house but if i don't leave the house (laughs) and i don't shower yes Um, listeners to be clear we both shower at conventions yeah so if you see us there you should feel free to approach us because we have showered and don't smell like a swamp yeah yeah yeah, yes that that too (laughs) (laughs) i assumed but you know it's not necessarily correlated yeah you know surprisingly at gen con i i didn't smell too much oh everybody everybody was like okay um Hmm. Which sometimes does surprise me. Um, I sometimes do think of um, like very, uh, I, I think, older tabletop gamers as sometimes less discerning of their own body odor. <laughs> um. You would know since you volunteer at the tabletop area in at Magfest, and also uh, you volunteer with one of the booths at most PAXs, so mm-hmm. you see a lot of uh, a, a wide range of of tabletop gamers. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's interesting actually. At Magfest, people tend to be younger. At Gen Con, um, it's a more I guess traditional convention hmm. um, compared to Magfest, which is more um, of a party scene, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so Gen Con, people tend to be older. People tend to be role players. You compare that to a convention like PAX East. And I actually do think it it tends to... It, it can slant a little young. Not as young as, you know, an anime convention. I know we've talked about Anime Boston before. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> But that also does kind of affect who you see um, and like the likelihood to see families. I actually do see a lot of families over at Gen Con because gamer, they, those gamers tend to be older. They have often started a family by that point and they're bringing their kids to the hobby. So I, I taught games to a lot of kids when I was working with Northstar, um, the last two Gen Cons. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Um, I have a friend at work who said that she got introduced to games by her father and they uh, go to Gen Con every year together. Wow, yeah. Yeah, Gen Con has also just been running for so long that, you know, kind of how we started PAX when we were in college. 2010, yeah. Yeah, and, but then now we've continued it since <laughs> for a while. Yeah, next year will be our 10-year anniversary. Whew. And, I mean... I probably speak for both of us, but I'm not planning to stop anytime soon. So me neither. 
Um, you know, I wondered about that when I was younger. I was like, am I going to grow out of this? Is this something I'm going to stop doing eventually? Like, will mm-hmm. this be my last convention? And then I was kind of like, mm, no. Like, why should I? <laughs> I enjoy this. It doesn't matter if other people are like, what's that old person doing over here? <laughs> We're not even that old. Right. And we will both pass for quite younger. <laughs> you know, I'm looking forward to to being older, though, if, if part of the stigma is being smelly, because then maybe I can have that extra game time at cons and not shower. <laughs> wait okay let me let me let me pick the part that logic so i understand what you're saying <laughs> you you want to look older so that it will be more acceptable for you to smell yes <laughs> <laughs> I, I like the idea of oh no 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 no! i can't smell they think i am a 25 year old whereas it's okay to smell they think i'm a 40 year old I mean, this is basically what you said when you said you think of <laughs> older gamers as the smellier ones. So I was just trying to fit into that archetype. That, okay, that is true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't back out of it now. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I definitely think of people that have maybe like, they've kind of just let themselves go a little bit. <laughs> uh-huh. Yep. I'm ready for that stage in my life. Where, where it's okay for you to just let go. Yes, definitely. <laughs> I mean, I've let go in so many ways already. <laughs> well, you bought the Peloton. I did buy the Peloton. Um, does that constitute letting go? Well, no, no, no. I, I, I'm saying it's, it's a sign that you're at least willing to try to keep your body still in the game. <laughs> oh, I mean, okay, sure. But like, first of all, I'm definitely on my pellet like i'm eating double now that i'm like on my peloton a couple times a week um so my goal isn't to lose weight um i mean it would be nice but uh i don't really want to work for it <laughs> uh, the goal the goal of the peloton is to keep my heart healthy um okay yeah yeah so and i have i will say uh noticed a uh very impressive decrease in my blood pressure and my heart rate since awesome. I started getting the well, since I started getting on the Peloton, uh, two, three or four times a week, so it's been it's been good. Um, I actually legitimately enjoy it. Um, and I'm kind of mad that I didn't come up with this idea myself, uh, because this is exactly what I wanted when I, um, was younger and exercising. Well, I guess I can't even say exercising more regularly because now I exercise pretty regularly again. Yeah. Uh, but when I was like going to the gym like five times a week and when I felt guilty uh, if I skipped a day. Um, that was like college, like early working years, grad school, that kind of time frame in my life. Um, but I remember like, you know, I hated that I couldn't, like that I had to go somewhere, that I had to go to the gym, that I had to make small talk with the instructors, that mm. I had to, you know, because then I would spend like my whole day at the gym. And by my whole day, I mean like, I'd go to class and then I'd chat for like 30 minutes to 60 minutes after. And then sometimes I'd end up into like changing into like going to get drinks or lunch or dinner or something with, you know, other people at the gym. And then like by that time, you know, it's been like four hours and you're like, oh my God, that wasn't what I wanted to do with my day. (laughs) So there's an efficiency now that you don't need to interact with any humans. Exactly. I just go and like, I don't even have to show up to a class on time. Like you can watch them on demand. Uh, so I just like when I feel like it, I'm like, I'll just get on my bike. Hmm. I'll take the Peloton sponsorship. Oh, yeah, I would love a Peloton sponsorship. I actually decided the other day I'm I'm 
committed enough to this piece of equipment that I am willing to buy apparel. Um, I buy so few clothes because I get so many from free from work, from conventions, mm-hmm. from like just anywhere really. Uh, that or like cheap clothes. Like I buy a mm-hmm. lot of shirts from the Korean barbecue place that I that I frequent. <laughs> um, I have one in every color, and uh, I just don't buy clothes. But I'm at the point where I'm like, you know, I'm willing to spend some ridiculous amount of money. I think their shirts are like seventy dollars or something. Oh. Is this like a like a performance shirt? What's, yeah. What's special about this shirt? The Peloton logo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I thought this was some like like special moisture wicking leggings. Oh that sure, are... they're gonna say that, but like I could get that at Under Armour or Nike mm-hmm. or like Target for like ha- less than half the price, a, a quarter or a fifth of the price. And, I, and I'm not knocking on Peloton. Like, I'm sure their clothes are really good quality. But, I mean, I think, like, $70 for a cut-off T-shirt yeah. is kind of ridiculous. And this is kind of a commitment to saying, oh, no, I'm I'm invested in this brand. Yes. Ah. For me, at least. Um, the interesting part is, though, I, I feel like the Peloton, like, people who have Pelotons and use Pelotons are, like, really into the Peloton community, which is, like, pretty huge um and i am not about that at all Mm -hmm. right we said not about other people yeah not about other people (laughs) i don't want to like go to some like peloton dc meetup oh yeah um and i didn't even realize that could be a thing but yeah oh yeah that's definitely part of their like marketing strategy is like building Uh this community with other people who have peloton equipment um and who are like into this brand and they have, you know, they send their instructors around the world to different locations and they have like special classes. And Oh, that would actually um, be kind of cool to see your instructors in real life. Oh, yeah. Um, there's an instructor that um, I really clicked with the very first time I took her class. Um, and I'm, I really just want to go to New York and take one of her classes in real life. I was thinking yeah. like maybe like a birthday present or something for myself or like the next time. Um, I'm in New York for work, like maybe see if I can sign up. Yeah, that would be really cool. It's kind of like a like a mini celeb visit. Yeah, kind of. But all of that to say, I certainly didn't mean to get all that, but um, I don't think there are there are many ways that you can let yourself go in life that are not necessarily just your like <laughs> weight. Fair, fair. Yeah. And I've certainly let myself go in many of those ways. <laughs> Yeah, once uh well once four days without showering becomes the new normal for Caitlin, then we'll know it's uh it's on downward slope from here. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's already on the downward slope, let's be honest. <laughs> I mean, let me tell you about this time that I embarrassed us both at um God, where were we? We were at some Mexican restaurant and it wasn't really that full. Uh there were a few families like sprinkled here and there and we were just sitting at our table eating our chips um and i farted uh i just i farted so loudly uh and and to this day i still don't i don't really believe caitlin (laughs) she says that the entire restaurant turned around to look at me (laughs) um because that that's so often hyperbole, just like yes. oh, everybody was looking at you. Yeah, well, she, I mean, she swears up and down by it that the entire restaurant turned to look at me. 
Um, and granted, I already said like the restaurant wasn't that full, but I mean, there were, there were enough people that if I had noticed that everyone was looking at me, I, I definitely would have been embarrassed. Um, <laughs> but I just, I was just like, whatever, psh, like he, and now like anytime this story comes up, I always look at Caitlin and I'm like, it wasn't that loud. And she's just like, yes, it was. <laughs> but I just, I don't, I don't care. Haters gonna hate. Yeah. Fart's gonna fart. Yeah. Fart. <laughs> I'm definitely gonna fart. <laughs> Where do those role-playing games go? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm like, should we just end it here? <laughs> <laughs> so the, the topic of secrets then is actually a good segue because one of the role-playing games, um, so the LARP I played here, is called Dinner for Amateur Mind Readers. And in this game, um, you're playing with uh, two to, they say 20 people, I really say two to eight. And the premise is that uh, two of the players will be a newly engaged couple um, that have brought their families to meet each other for the first time. So, oh, bring, God. Bring, yeah, <laughs> you can already feel the um, anxiety and a little bit of dread at the potential interactions. <laughs> well, I can certainly feel this. I mean, my family and Caitlin's family still haven't even met. So, like, this is going to be my real life soon. <laughs> well, maybe we should practice perfect it's it's deliberately supposed to be a comedic rpg that goes off the rails because not only are there natural tensions when two families are meeting and judging each other for the first time i mean it's never going to be a a nice meeting but the twist here is that every one of them is secretly a mind reader and normally they can shield their mind from being read but occasionally, something will slip through, and a secret will be revealed to everyone. I would be so screwed. <laughs> so I, I can just imagine them picking up from your head. If Caitlin didn't stop me, I would not shower for a whole week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like a week's even light. <laughs> so, like, imagine... Is seeing like like picking up that from someone that uh, like your your daughter brought home, um, and you'd just be like, um, so uh, so 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 Jeff, um, uh, when was the last time you took a shower? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and so the way this plays out in the game um, is that. Before you start, you'll decide in your role, like, oh, okay, um, I'll be the uncle, you'll be the aunt, uh, and then we'll pre-write um, about 10 name tags. And on each name tag, we'll write down a secret. Um, this is something that'll slip through someone's mind. You're not writing it for a specific person, but you're writing something that um, you will read off of them, and that everyone else will read too. So who's doing this this writing? Like the GM, the GM, right? Yeah, GM. Yeah. Every everyone writes ten. Oh, everyone. Name tags, everyone. Actually. Oh, yeah. Because here's here's how it'll go. So I'll write I'll, I'll write some secrets. You'll write some secrets. So I, I might write secrets like secretly keeps a collection of one hundred parakeets in his basement. Oh my god, um, <laughs> I'm dating you. Or never flushes after she poops. 
Or you could even take it one step worse and be like, flushes, but it doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, it could be like, needs to flush four times. <laughs> so you'll, you'll write these funny things um, that would be strange or slightly embarrassing for, uh, for someone else. Um, and then every seven minutes... An alarm will sound, or a, a, a chime will sound, and then everyone will stop talking, and then take one of their name tags and place it on someone else, such that everyone has received a new name tag, and which is to say, everyone has received a new secret. They've been assigned a secret that represents uh, something that has slipped through their shield, and then everyone else has picked up on. So... What you receive on your piece of paper is your secret that now everybody else knows or mm -hmm, is a mm -hmm. secret that you are learning about somebody else? No, it's what when someone tags you. So if I tag you with um, needs to flush four times for it to go down, then that is now something that you, Megan, pick up and incorporate into your character. It is one of your secrets that... You, you you probably are embarrassed about and you don't want don't to reveal, but everyone else, since we're all mind readers, we've all picked up on it at the same time. Well, first of all, let me tell you, true and not embarrassed. Second <laughs> of all, <laughs> I could definitely play with that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I would definitely like write a couple poop tags and give them to you. <laughs> I would be thrilled. The twist here is that since we're all um, secretly mind readers and we're very closed about that fact, we won't immediately just like stand up and point at you and you're like, you're a quad flusher. <laughs> like, you know, we're, we're going to like be, be cagey about it and judgy <laughs> because we, we all know now that like the, our future in-laws have some weird quirk that you like, that it's just going to be no good. So is this something that you could make like a snide comment about mm -hmm. as the, okay. Yeah. You could definitely be like, um, oh yeah, Megan, um, by the way, if you need the bathroom, it's on the right, but, uh, keep in mind, like we're, we're kind of running low on water. So if you need to go, <laughs> maybe you should go to the Olive Garden across the street. <laughs> the Olive Garden is no place for that. You need to stop at like a Barnes and Noble. <laughs> So, yes, you're right. It, like, snide comments are abound in this game. You're meant to be, like, kind of, like, not nice to each other, but in a comedic way, uh, because all of these are supposed to be ridiculous. Well, you kind of agree ahead of time that nothing is going to be very personal or, or super mean or unfun. Like, you don't want to put down secrets that will make people uncomfortable in a bad way. Mm-hmm. And that's actually a, a concept I bring into a lot of role-playing games. You know, everyone has a different boundary for what they um, find fun or dramatic or funny. And you do need to come to an agreement on, on kind of ground rules. Some, someone might say, um, I, I don't want any secrets around um, cruelty to animals, like, like a, a pet that's died or something like that. Mm -hmm. And you, maybe you say that, oh, um, I, I want to keep everything here. PG-13. You know, we can oh, have... Oh, boo. I'm leaving. <laughs> we can have poop jokes, but um, nothing saucier than that. And once everyone's in agreement with that, you know, they, they load up on 10 secrets, and 
then you start talking. In the scenario we played, I was one of the engaged and I was in a relationship with someone else and we, we just constructed kind of on the fly, like, how, uh, how old are we? Like, are we, are we young or are we old? And we were like, oh no, we're young. We're young and we're, we're in fact, we're really young. Let's say we're like 18. And this is, is this a fresh relationship? Like, oh yeah, it's probably really fresh. Like maybe we just got, uh, we, we, we just started dating a couple months ago and we're graduating now. And I, I just felt so compelled to get down on one knee when, when I was going up there to receive my high school diploma uh, and, and in front of that whole, whole audience, I just had to, just had to propose. I'm, I'm so glad you said yes. Because <laughs> I wasn't sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, who knows? I mean, I, I've only known you for two months, but I, I felt in my heart that, that you would say yes. Um, and so I'm also glad that you brought all your family. And so we could go here to the, uh, to the Red Robin and celebrate. Oh, man. <laughs> I am in on this. <laughs> And so just imagine, like, the, the discomfort that all the other family members must have, either at how young we are, at how early this relationship is. At, this at Red Robin. Who, yeah, that this kid who will bring, bring you to Red Robin, this other kid who will just drop on one knee during the graduation ceremony, and what you must think of all of the, the in-laws, too. The future in-laws. I hope you're planning on running this for us at Unplug. <laughs> I, you would be great at it. Um, I know I would be. <laughs> I already feel great at it. I haven't even played it, but like I know I would be. This is right up my alley. Yeah, it's it's super light. You know, there's there's no rules besides basically what I just said, and it just compounds and compounds because suddenly you're not just the quad flusher, but you know, you're you're also someone who embezzles from their company. Um, you're someone oh. who pretends to know how to drive, um, but actually doesn't have a license. You're you're someone who well, I was going to say like doesn't leave home for a week at a time, but that's actually true, and that's actually something both of us have done, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and is are not ashamed about at all. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why I'd be great at this game because I'm not ashamed of anything. <laughs> that's not true there are some things i'm ashamed of and those things are like so so like i guess i don't know intense that i would be like let's not even talk about it mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so i i think it is a great game for bringing just about anyone into um, and you run it in um, really uh anywhere from an hour and a half to two hours and you you can always um, throttle back that time just by having fewer secrets that are revealed or putting more secrets up ahead of time and having fewer of those um, seven-minute intervals between ringing that bell and adding a secret. But the more you have, the more things ratchet up and the more kind of like in-jokes you start creating based off mm -hmm. of other secrets in the past. I couldn't even imagine doing this game with 20 people. Like, how do you even wrangle that many? Oh, my God, yeah. At that point, it has to become like, a, like an actual party where people are mingling and walking around mm -hmm. when we played it we actually did serve dinner <laughs> and we had everyone seated around a table so it really felt like we were you know there and and, and talking with with other family members oh god i'm so ready for this <laughs> well all you need is uh you know about 10 name tags per person 
you know, some uh, some Panzer Sharpies. One Steven. Uh, I, I I would say it's, yeah, you, you, even you could run this, Megan, by yourself. Oh, it would be no fun if I was running it. <laughs> but actually, that, that is, that is an interesting idea. Maybe we should play this at PAX Unplugged. Absolutely. Why is this even a d- up for debate? <laughs> Pencil it in. In between, yeah. like, our, I know we're doing magic drafts. I know we're doing board big board game night, family game night. What's it called? It's a AG big game night. Big I game think. night. I know we're doing that. So we're there for three days. We'll find time. Hmm. All right. Well, if any listeners want to join us at PAX Unplugged, December 6th through 8th in Philadelphia for a swag tier edition version of Dinner for Amateur Mind Readers, leave some comments and we'll get you slotted into the game with us. Yeah. Well, that invite is the perfect way to end this episode of Swag Tier. Yo, yo. Yo, yo. Woof. No! <laughs> God damn it, Frisbee. Shut up. No. <laughs> <laughs>